to learn how to prevent the transmission of COVID-19 in your healthcare facility or in your business, or maybe you're working with a sports team. If so, today's episode is for you. I'm Missy Travis, a certified infection preventionist and the creator of the IP Mentor Educational Series. And today we are going to discuss how to prevent the transmission of COVID-19 through a series of different types of controls. So stay tuned as I teach you practical tips and skills for becoming an expert infection preventionist. Do you want to learn the basics of infection prevention in a new and interesting way? Then I have a message for you. My name is Missy Travis and I help leaders and other infection preventionists learn the primary concepts of infection prevention without ever leaving their desk. I've spent the past several years working as a certified infection preventionist and now I want to help others learn to manage their infection prevention program by connecting the dots with insight and experience. In short, I want to be your mentor. A mentor provides insider information that you just can't get from a book. If you are serious about becoming an expert or just expanding your knowledge in the area of infection prevention, join me here on the IP Mentor Podcast each week where I will provide relevant information that you can apply to your daily activities. Today, I want to talk about what are the different types of controls that you can implement to prevent the transmission of COVID-19. And we're going to start at the top, which one is the best and go all the way to the bottom. And there are five. Some of you all may have seen this triangle illustration. Um, The one that I'm looking at today actually came from Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital. And I like their illustration because I feel like they did a good job explaining each one of these components. And you can also find it on the OSHA website um, where they have a similar um, illustration where it talks about these five different sets of controls. It's actually called the hierarchy of controls um, when you're looking at preventing the transmission of infection. And in this case, we're going to talk about COVID-19 specifically because I know many of my listeners are primarily concerned with how can I prevent COVID-19 and the transmission of COVID-19 in my work setting. And so when you're looking at this, it's really an inverted triangle. And we're going to start at the top and where If you can do this step, this is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And then we'll just continue to move down um, to the bottom. And surprisingly, PPE is at the very bottom. And I know that may be very surprising. And it was a little bit for me, too, when I first was looking over this again, because we have been talking about PPE so much over the last several months during the COVID-19 pandemic that you would think that personal protective equipment would be at the very top, but it is not. So let's talk about what is at the top. So at the very top, it is elimination. And elimination is physically removing the hazard. 
So you're thinking, well, how can we physically remove the hazard? Well, the way that we remove the hazard is we don't allow people to come in at all. We restrict visitors. We restrict uh, people who don't work there from coming in. And we start doing virtual visits um, via one of the online platforms or we talk on the phone. We see a lot of people implementing this strategy by allowing people to work from home and doing teleworking. And so these are ways that you can eliminate the hazard because you completely take it out of the space. The next under elimination is substitution. And so substitution is you replace the hazard. So how do you replace the hazard? Well, you replace it by a clean what you have a cleanable surface. You have something that you can actually wipe clean and get rid of it. And so you remove it from the environment. You replace it with something clean. So you can discard things. You can clean it. And again, you are um, in some ways eliminating it, um, but this particular category is called substitution. The next level in this um, hierarchy of controls is engineering controls. And in this particular section, you are wanting to um, isolate from the hazard. And so what does this mean? This means you're going to be in a private room by yourself. So there's going to be barriers between you and the hazard. You're going to have plexiglass put up. You know, right now you see in almost every business, I see this now, where they have um, plexiglass put up. So it creates a barrier between you and the person who is working behind that counter or that desk. So it creates a barrier. It isolates the hazard and keeps it away from that person. Um, You can also have Um, airborne infection isolation rooms or negative pressure rooms. And this is where you are also isolating it, keeping it from recirculating into the environment. Um, And so that would be another strategy. Under engineering controls is administrative controls. And so administrative controls could be that you're going to change the workflow. Um, You're going to... um, check for symptoms the minute somebody enters, or maybe you're going to even check symptoms before someone comes into the building or into the area. Or you might even have them do some screening at home, and then you're going to screen them again, and you're going to assess them. Have they been exposed? Um, You're going to do this pre-visit. You might even do it remotely, and then you're going to do it again. And this is going to minimize the risk because you are identifying these these potential situations that you could find yourself faced with when someone comes into your area. And so you're trying to prevent them from ever coming to your area by changing the workflow and pre-screening them or talking to them before they ever come into the building. 
Another way that I've seen this done is that you send a que- all that paperwork, like especially when you're going to a doctor's office and there's all that paperwork that they want you to complete, they send it to you electronically and say, complete all this paperwork at home. And then that's going to reduce the time that you spend in the waiting room or that you spend around other people. And so these are just ways that you can change your workflows and mitigate the risk of someone with COVID-19 entering the building um, or spending an an excess amount of time in the building. Maybe they still come into your building, but they're not going to spend as much time because you've already done these things beforehand. Or maybe you catch them right at the door. Maybe they did their symptom screening at home. Nothing was a red flag, but once they get to you and you do that second screening, you pick up on something that maybe they did not pick up on at home. And so at that point, you're not going to allow them into the building. And then finally, in this strategy, as I mentioned, at the very bottom is personal protective equipment. And this is another way to protect from the hazard. So one thing that we've been doing um, that is not really considered personal protective equipment Um, but goes into this category just because it is protective of each other is this use of universal source control. And that is having um, people who are in your facility or in your area wear a mask and so that they are covering their face and containing all of their secretions. And so one thing to remember, and I feel like I talk about this a lot um, because it does get confusing, is, you know, the cloth face mask is not personal protective equipment. What it is intended to do is to provide source control. And what that means, you are the source and it's controlling you from expelling any secretions onto another person or into the air. And I like to think of it as a big two-ply tissue that's over your face. You're essentially just doing what your mom told you to do in preschool, and that is cover your cough or cover your sneeze, and you're also covering any droplets that could be expelled while you are talking, while you are laughing. And so we have that universal source control in that same category as PPE, but remember it is not PPE. And then um, additional PPE as required. And so this is where you're going to use your mask. You are going to use your gown, um, your gloves, your goggles, your face shield, um, your N95 respirator. Those are all different types of personal protective equipment. And I actually have another podcast where I talk specifically about personal protective equipment and how it should be used correctly. But remember, personal protective equipment is what we're using when it's already around us. So whatever you're protecting yourself from, in this instance, COVID-19, it's right in front of you. And that's why you're having to wear the personal protective equipment. And I think when you think of it in those terms, this illustration makes a little more sense because ideally, we never want to be face-to-face with COVID-19. We want to totally keep it out of our presence if we can at all possible. But obviously, right now in the middle of a pandemic, that's not possible because it's all around us. 
success. And so that's why we implement all of these strategies. It's not just one strategy. It's not just um, PPE. It's not just social distancing, um, which social distancing, I think I would put that probably in the either the elimination category or I might put it in the administrative controls. But social distancing is another way where we separate ourselves. We're just totally separating ourselves um, from that um that hazard, or I, well, no, we wouldn't put it in engineering controls. I'm thinking about it right now as I'm talking to you about it, but I think it would either be, I would either put it in the elimination category or administrative controls, but, but all of these together is what makes up a prevention strategy. It's not just going to be one thing, and I think that is the reason why I wanted to go through all of this was just to remind you that as you're coming up with your plans and continuing to work on your plans and change them as your environment is changing, as maybe you are allowing more customers to come in, or maybe you're working in a healthcare facility and you're allowing visitors to come in, remember you want to use every tool you have in your tool belt. So maybe you're going to do some elimination. You're going to do some restrictions. Maybe you're only going to have visiting hours during certain times, or you're going to do it in the outdoor areas. Um, Substitution, we're always going to be cleaning. We are always cleaning surfaces and substituting clean for dirty, Um, getting rid of things that are dirty, discarding those things. Engineering controls, maybe we're also going to have those barriers. I think the barriers, even um, after COVID-19, I think they're a great idea for us to have in place um, to prevent other um, infectious diseases because no one wants to be coughed on or sneezed on while they're trying to do their job. And so anywhere that we can have barriers or institute private rooms and put um, walls between us and doors between us to protect us during this time. The workflow changes, you know, changing up the way that you do things, screening people before they come in, and then finally the personal protective equipment. So it's a five-pronged approach, if you will, where you are utilizing all these different types of prevention methods and realizing that personal protective equipment is at the bottom. It's still very important, but it's at the bottom, and there's other things that you need to be doing on top of that. And that's why many times you will hear Just because you're wearing a mask does not mean that you shouldn't be doing hand hygiene, does not mean that you should not be practicing social distancing, because all of those things together are what makes up a good prevention program. Um, Clean surfaces, clean hands, barriers, all of those things are needed for you to have a safe environment. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, IP Mentor, so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, I'm here to help you become an expert in infection prevention by teaching you practical skills that you can't learn from a book. I hope that you will decide to join me again next week for a new episode. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. 
I am here to help you increase your infection prevention IQ as well as gain insights about infection prevention that you won't hear from anywhere else. So I hope to have you back here next week.